Hello, everyone. We're here again on the Imperfect Parenting Podcast. I'm here with Rob in his office. Uh, it's a warm day today, Rob. You know, I think the last time it was drizzling. So this is the weather we have here at the moment. Uh, but it's good to be here, Rob. Um, I've really enjoyed listening. I re-listened to some of uh, the last few podcasts. And one of the things that I said in the last one I was going to do was um, have a discussion around the dinner table with my family about mattering and and what makes us feel like we matter and what was interesting for me was to realize that my kiddies might be a little too too young to understand mattering or or, or what matters and so we moved to well what makes you feel nice what makes you feel good and that was that was a good good time to to hear them each talk about those things and we're going to keep that conversation going but uh, what do you think of that, Rob? Should I be diving into mattering rather than going to what feels good? <laughs> so, Stu, I mean, I think mistake number one was following the advice of a psychologist. You've always got to be very careful of that. But hats off to you for, you know, uh, taking the, the initiative um, and exploring the territory. Um, and, you know, I think obviously, you know, you, you're going to find, and I think all of us have found that our conversations with our children grow in depth and complexity you know over the years uh, but I think that if we are we if we have this right subject matter in our minds um, you know we're going to be good to go and have uh, very interesting conversations um, over time um, so absolutely fine for me and I think as well you know feeling good is actually a really important part of mattering actually so I'm quite happy that your your kiddies are able to talk with you about that uh, because I do think that, you know, we we get signals um, from the inside when we are on the right track. Um, those things that make us happy. I think that's a very important part of mattering. And so I'm going to take that, if you, if you don't mind, and uh, talk a bit more about that um, in this episode. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I mean, I guess really, if you think of it, um, I feel like this topic of mattering, uh, of self-worth, um, in my mind oftentimes I'm thinking about it at two levels and I feel like it, it takes me anyway in my mind to some pretty deep structures around well-being, around uh, psychological health, um, two levels of self-worth and they are similar to, although not this, not identical to, this issue of nature versus nurture or, you know, which is most important. And I think most of us have settled on the, on the idea that really it's, it's both, that both feed into, you know, what makes life good and what makes us, you know, successful as adults and, and, and living rich and meaningful lives, um, nature and nurture. Um, there are other types of comparisons you can take. You know, is it is it faith or is it works? If you want to take a Christian perspective on on living the good life, you know, and again, it's this idea of well, it's a blend really. Um, one goes into the other, and it's in this way that I think about about self worth. Um, so for me, in my head anyway, I have the idea of an upside down T. It's kind of the best way that I can think about it in my head. So you've got sort of this horizontal base at the bottom, um, and that for me is level one of self-worth. Um, and then you've got 
uh, a vertical um, extending up. And I have the idea when I work with, with kids, and if I think of your two and any other children out there, I have this idea of, you know, they come to us. They come to us as these once-off unique creations. Um, you know, the fact is if you take Caleb, he, he's, he's not going to be repeated. And there you have him, you know, this, this physical entity. And, you know, blow me down, there he is walking around in your house as if he owns the place. You know, where on earth did he come from? And he's come to you and Sam, you know, in his, in his own right, if you like, as a human being. And he's come with his own inborn ways, his own inborn likes, preferences. And that's why the things that make your son happy are very, very interesting to me because they tell me something about who he is. It tells me something about how he's wired. Um, and every child, every person will have a, a somewhat different take on what it is that actually makes their hearts come alive. Um, and I think that one of the primary tasks for us as parents is to bless that part of our children, to help that part of them come alive, to help them feel like we see that in them, that their, that their gladness, their happiness matters to us. And good parenting, oftentimes one of the ways of, of detecting good parenting will be that when children aren't happy, parents concentrate more. So parents pay attention when their kids aren't happy. And that's a sign really that that parent is tracking the child, um, that their child's distress matters to, to, to the, the parent. So this level one then is really around a child getting that feeling. You know, I spoke in the last episode about being famous or about, wow, you know, I rock. Well, to be honest, what you're wanting from infants and toddlers is the sense of kind of like healthy mattering. It's these two really important adults in my life think that I'm amazing. They think that I rock. And it's, it's feeding this really fundamental deep down sense of self-worth. And what's crucial about this level, this level one, is that although it's linked to what the child is going to do later on in life, it actually is, doesn't depend on their performance. So it's not like our children have to do something special to matter. And this is important. They need to know that, yes, we want them to achieve out there in the world, but that isn't actually um, the whole deal that much more than that, we're so delighted to have them around because of who they are, simply by being themselves. So that for me would be level one. And I do think that it's something we need to be aware of during this time of COVID. Um, and I want to say a bit about that. So what do we do about level one parenting um, during this, this tough time that we all find ourselves in? So... Maybe the question that that I think of as I as I listen to you is, um, would it be around building a healthy ego that 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 base as in in your child as in a a healthy sense of of self and tracking that, um, or am I heading off in now a completely different direction, Rob? Yeah, I mean I think the terms that people use for this, you know, vary. Um, the the theorist, if you like, that I have in mind when I'm talking about this would be Heinz Kohut, who talked about healthy narcissism. And of course, narcissism always sounds bad, but he made the point, no, that in actual fact, young children and all of us need a sense of healthy narcissism. It's really around this fact of primary mattering, this fact of a self-worth that is simply 
because we matter. And for me, it's really a relational thing. So when Cohort looked at the ways that parents could build this into their kids, it was around the fact that the child gets a sense of, jeepers, these guys actually really care how I feel. And they like it when I'm happy. And when they see me running around in my Superman outfit, they, 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 they cheer. Woohoo, you know, they go boy, you know, look at that. You did another, another tumble turn. And even if it's a rubbish tumble turn, the fact is the guy thinks, no, man, no, I'm headed for the Olympics here. And my folks, you know, they think I'm amazing. And Cohort made the point that our kids need that. And of course, we must always remember that we as adults, we're really just big kids you know we might think we outgrow that but we actually don't and all of us young and old we need to have relationships where people just like us and people celebrate us for who we are um, independent of what it is that we can do sure Rob. that's really interesting stuff and and yeah it resonates and and i suppose the the next question to that is uh, you know, in our family, Sam and I, we uh, we head up a, a non-profit, Itemba Projects. So we do talk a lot about other people and about um, caring about other people and 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 so forth. And sometimes I've wondered whether um, we ask too much of our little kiddies in that regard. And whether, you know, just listening to you here now talk about the fact that uh, they they need to matter and they need to... They need to be celebrated, which obviously we do a lot of um, and we care about. But we also talk about them and and whether they're actually thinking about others as well at the same time. Do those two things clash? or The thing is they don't clash. Um, and just like nature nurture or if you like faith works, it's that um, a dynamic. It's an interaction between the two. But I do think that we've got to be careful. Um, and I want to talk a bit about level two. Um, but for, for today, just to focus on level one, the point would be that whatever our kids do and whoever they care about, it needs to come off a base of healthy narcissism, to use cohort's term. Or if you like, this self-worth that they have been shown by their parents' love is something that belongs to them they don't have to earn it and that's the crucial thing is that it is that it's a kind of an entity that they're able to walk around with and i think it makes for good giving good caring for others um, good uh, pursuit of achievement and success because it's off a base of level one self-worth and so i like to think of the idea where let's say you want to build a really tall marvelous skyscraper well make jolly sure those foundations are deep and that the and that the platform is strong and in the same way if we want our kids to shoot the lights out you know be successful be very caring do a lot of good work out there in the world we better make jolly sure that that's off a base of this um, healthy narcissism again to use cohort's term what it makes me think of is is one of the things that I, and there's many things, but one of the things that I really appreciate about my parents is that I can give them a phone call up today <laughs> and, you know, tell them about something, whether it's something I'm struggling with, something I've messed up in, something I've, whatever it is. And they are there to listen to me and care about me and who I am. 
and not make judgment on those things. And that's really mattered to me. And I, I wonder whether that that's the kind of part of the base that you're talking about. It's exactly that. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. And again, this level one self-esteem, it's relational. Um, it, it's established in and through relationships. And um, absolutely. And, and again, you know, your, what you've just said is a reminder that this is something that operates throughout our lives. We don't grow out of the need for this. And I'm wanting really just to say that at the moment, because of the times we're in, um, we need to appreciate that this, this aspect can actually be neglected. It is possible because of the stresses, I think, because of the demands that people are under, because parents are coming home tired, or perhaps because parents are involved in what I'm going to be talking about in another episode as level two uh, self-worth, involved in helping their kids to get on with life, do schooling, all of those kinds of things, that they're just simply too busy. So I think what we're needing to do as parents um, regarding self, self-worth at the level one um, is just watch out for where we're at our irritability, are we anxious, are we down, um, those things that I think might make us check out and be too preoccupied. I think for a lot of us, I mean, I speak for myself, I've said this before in a previous episode, I spend more time on my phone these days. And I have seen when I'm working with kids and I see them with their parents, that oftentimes the parents are distracted by their phones. Um, even something as simple as that. Of course, it can be other things that are you know, distracting us, but where are we going? Um, and I know for myself as a parent, when I'm stressed, I'm at risk of checking out. And uh, in thinking about this morning, I was thinking about that that Hotel California, the Eagles song. You know, you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. And in some ways, it's been like that for me in terms of family living, that when I'm under the pump, I can check out and I have checked out. And I just have to watch that because when I'm checking out like that, I'm not really available to to give my, my children that kind of um, level one attention. Um, and it's, it's it comes across in simple ways. It is around when they walk into the room. Do we notice them? You know, we've got all got our names for our kids. You know, we usually have certain ways we like to call them. So how do we greet them? Is there an energy in that? And also, are we noticing when they are maybe a bit unhappy or down or cross or whatever? Are we able to to give them that attention? Um, let them talk to us in a childlike version of what you were describing with your parents. And I just think we've got to watch that because it can be something that gets neglected during this tough time. Thanks, Rob. That's really useful stuff. And and maybe just to finish off, to say I have a friend who, you know, he says work is quite stressful, and but he finds that one of the things that helps him is that when he comes home, he if he does just focus on his children specifically, sometimes just initially just watching them, and just seeing you know what they're doing and where they are, he says he finds it actually brings them back to the present. And um, and so actually just by literally the, the process of noticing them, um, it helps him calm down and 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 be present. And, you know, it's good for his kids and it's good for him. Would that make sense to you? Absolutely. And, the, and, and there you go. It is a relational thing. 
And um, yeah, it is something I think that uh, draws us into the present, helps us to relax as well. And it is something that I think it's not really a task as much as it is a reorientation. I think um, it's been, as usual, been really good to listen to you. If anyone has any questions you want to ask about this series on COVID and this time, uh, and if you want to do that, you are more than welcome to send us a question on social media, and we'll also be posting a, an email address for you to send us any questions.